to um, read this uh, scripture in Second Thessalonians uh, chapter one, verse ten, if you want to turn there, and um, we may show uh, the, the last uh, monkey video this morning. We'll get to that or complete that. But in Second Thessalonians uh, chapter one, verse ten, uh, we've looked at a number of weeks about witnessing and um, uh, how. So what is your witness? Somebody, get your mind engaged. Uh, after that, the Holy Ghost has come upon on you. You shall be witnesses unto me. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the other parts of the earth. Jesus said, he commissioned. So what is your witness, George? Go, guys. Come on. God, uh, Okay, your witness is uh, personal. And uh, it's what God has done for you. Uh, it's not just stories. It's not entertainment. Uh, it has to do with the miraculous power of the blood of Jesus Christ um, uh, to save, deliver, heal, set free, uh, change an individual. Uh, someone else you want to add to that? Yes. Yesterday I went to Harris, um, and he and my wife we were arguing, you know. And witnessing to one another. Yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, and I and I stopped, and he, he went to witnessing, and and I stopped praying. I said, "No, devil, not not this one." And I said, "Bob," and I was he and we fight um, like four kids to death, teenagers. I said, hey, you need to say to people cry like you're going to the table. They got saved. Four you, people right there. You prayed with four of them. Four. Praise God. Let's give the Lord praise. And then, uh, you know, that chicken guy in the Lansom market, you know, he threw his cooking. I told him, hey, I'm going to pray for these guys too. I put it down in my mind, and I prayed for these guys. He got saved. The, the poor, it was six people when I prayed yesterday because. I forced myself, I said, God, like, I don't know, like, with this girl, Juan Viaco, go look in your mirror, in the mirror, your face. I did it, too. And I said, God, show me, show me, too. And she told that, that girl, you show me. I want to I wanna do something for you. And God, God makes the, for me, and I don't know, if you're here, like, let's, let's, let's get this, this world, you know? God is hungry. He's, the people are hungry for God. Yes. They're, 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 they're so thirsty. They're saying, you, you need to speak it. Yes. That's it. So witness is verbal. Your witness is verbal. And so, um, uh, why, so why, why do we need to witness? Someone else. George, you already had this. Okay, uh, when, uh, when you witness, um, uh, if you want to keep the devil off of you and demonic people and temptation, you just witness. You witness at work, you witness at school, uh, you witness to your family, you witness in the neighborhood, and there's something powerful. You building up yourself in the most holy faith. It talks about it. Talks about speaking in tongues there as well. But there's something powerful. You've heard me tell me I got saved one night, felt nothing. 
Next day, two biker friends come. We heard you got religion last night. I said, I don't know. But I did pray and I asked Jesus to come into my life. And took off that day, was gone all day. And uh, looked up and the sun had gone down. The whole day was uh, passed. I've been witnessing all day. And from that day to this, 43 years ago, still, still cranking. Still cranking. And so there's something powerful about witness for you. If you want, if you just, if you're uh, in a dry place, uh, just grab some tracks, or just come to Saturday outreach, or just say, you know what, I'm going to witness in my neighborhood, or grab your wife and say, let's go down to uh, uh, where the fish market or chicken market or wherever, and uh, let's go to Fry's. Let's go. Let's just go down and witness, and I guarantee you. Those Holy Ghost juices will begin to pump. Amen. You'll feel like a young man or woman. Amen. So it's for you. It does something in you. Amen. And and there's something. The power of God is linked to you verbally speaking for God. It's, it's powerful. That's through speaking in tongues, but it's also through witnessing in prayer. The power of God, the activating of God's power. Christianity is a religion of power. And to activate that, you speak. So one, it builds you up, and the other, uh, as she said, uh, it's God's means for saving people. Nobody that I know of gets saved. There might be a person here or there that they, they got saved, you know, and, and, and especially in revival, wild things happen. Jesus people. I'm reading that book, uh, uh, God's Forever Family. But you know, they're a high on LSD, and and God's people get saved. Pastor Mitchell recommended the book, you know, and, and so I read about half of it. I called him. I said, Pastor, I'm reading this book, um, and I'm about ready to go buy a farm and some marijuana and hear from God. And he laughed, you know. <laughs> that's not true. I'm, I'm messing with him. <laughs> And that's not don't 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 take that out of context. But but, uh, but when God moves, God, but but most people, I got saved. Someone witnessed to me. Connie began to witness to me. Some of the gospel. When you there's something happened. Uh, the sower went forth to sow. He sowed some on good soil. Uh, some the birds got it. Some on stony ground. Some fell on uh, good soil. But there was rocks underneath. It sprung up for season. And he can some it reproduced some thirty, sixty, hundred fold. And so witnessing, angels don't witness. God don't write in the sky. But human there's something powerful about the gospel coming through human flesh. Flesh and blood. When someone you look at them, they look, there's something powerful about their presence of their human presence uh, speaking to you, which is far more powerful uh, than just you reading. We, we pass tracks or, or seeing some down TV. Or, there's something powerful when someone you know, you work with, you go to school with, they're in your family, and they begin to tell you about Jesus. That, 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 is, that, 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 that is God's means. Uh, and so uh, uh, someone else want to add to that. What's the best guess? I'm just going to be with you, I know when you're in your shop, but I know when I was in my senior year in high school, 
it was a big struggle, but I have to, as I witnessed the teachers and on the campus and stuff, a lot of times when you witness, I went to a stage that I got fearful because the more I witnessed, the more I would have to monitor thoughts to get my mind and to do. It was a tap, a me, and I would be like, okay, let me calm down, let me slow down. And, and I realize and I have to pray against it because a lot of times you'll make mistakes, you have weaknesses, and you have flaws that are showing, and it will cause people to get started and not to witness. You know, I realize when you witness, like you said, it keeps your fire, it keeps you here when you have a problem, in your marriage, or problems or anything, and you begin to witness, it reduces you as a Christian. So that's why I talk for the witness. Well, I, heard, I heard when you and Junior had problems, you witnessed to it, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. Someone else had your hand up over here. Yes, Lisa. <laughs> I just wanted to say that um, sometimes it, it don't matter how long it takes for you to witness and stuff. You just got to keep sowing the seed and that will discourage. And I worked for years with children. And my last couple of years before I got sick, I worked with behavioral kids. And there was one kid in particular. And a lot of them would come with me to church. And, you know, the parents would stop them from coming. But one kid in particular was the monster. You know, with his son, and a lot of it is going to be with religious to the pastor. And so his mentality is, if you're good, you're okay. You know, I'm not okay. You know, I know God, I know about God. And, but it was like, if you're so good, like you say, why are you up in here and give me this You know what I'm saying? Just to set an example. And as the years went by, you know, I'd always witness to him, and then I ended up leaving. And um, a couple of weeks ago, my daughter and I were up um, in TJ Maxx, and all of a sudden, because I'm going through the year, I was looking for an outfit for my grandson, and he goes, hey, hey, and I turn around, he goes, you're that teacher lady, and I looked at him, thinking I couldn't recognize him, you know, he's a senior now, I go, remind me who you are, and he goes, Daniel, he goes, you're the teacher lady from NCAA, I said, oh, I said, what have you been doing, and he looked at me, he goes, you know what, he goes, your words, he goes, came to bite me. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, I got sick one day. He goes, it's got real sick. And his health kept declining. He said he ended up with a rare disease in his heart. And they ended up having to do major surgery. He said they only gave him a week to live. But he said that he remembered how I would always tell him, me and Mrs. Bardwell, that Jesus Christ is the answer. And that he is able to heal because he's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. And he says he, he had saved the scratch that I had given him. Even though he mocked me, he had saved it. And he said he told his mom to get it out. And she got it out. And they said the sinner's prayer and stuff. And they got saved. God healed him. He ended up getting saved, his whole family. He says he's now singing for Christ. And he had like a, uh, his whole choir or whatever was going to California to sing and praise for God and stuff. But he said, you know what? He goes, as much as I mocked you, he said, God is what brought your words to remembrance. He goes, you never forgot me. Don't give up. So, so what's the revelation there when people mock you? Why a lot of times do people, I mock Connor, but you wouldn't get baptized in one of them. They're listening, and they're engaging in thought. One of the things that happened with uh, we were on outreach one time and uh, the kids the vet we were witnessing these kids and and what's funny is we, we basically kind of kidnapped them. It was kind of a it was kind of a funny thing. We didn't mean to, but the guy asked to buy some 
drugs from us. And I was like, hey, come on in the van. We got something for you. I heard that story. Yeah. So anyway, so one of the things, so one of the things he confessed, so he goes, yeah, I've been tormented. He goes, uh, he goes, I forced my girlfriend to have an abortion. And I didn't tell her I gave her drugs and forced her to have it. He basically was confessing and killing his own baby. And I remember hearing Thomas witness to him, and Thomas heard that, and he's like, it's all right, man, we all make mistakes. The blood of Jesus can set you free. One of the things that I found out that witnessing does, and that guy ended up praying, his friend ended up, ended up getting prayed with, prayed with him, and got healed. One of the things I found out is through witnessing, some people have done some heinous things. Like, I think that's pretty heinous in my Killing your own child. Yeah, yeah. One of the things that witnessing does is torment of demonic strategies. Some people do things in secret and in private, and they're tormented. And they're tormented severely. The devil is a double prophet. The same devil who tempts you, the same one who laughs at you when you do those things. One of the things that witnessing does is it gives hope to the hopeless who they don't think there's hope. It gives them, a, 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 it breaks the, a, the lives of Satan. It really does. It opens up their mind like, I can be forgiven. Yeah. And, it, and it's like, that's how I realized in that particular instance, that man might have lived his whole life with that torment. Maybe he committed suicide. But thank God for witnessing. Yeah. Yeah. Witnessing uh, gives hope. Uh, uh, but a lot of times when people mock you, it's because they're under conviction. They're covering. They're covering their tracks. And so, um, uh, and so, right. When you when you do uh, speak the right words to them or speak to them from the heart, uh, some of those words lay heavy on them. And you can see it in their eyes, you can see it in their, in their form, you know, and, and, and kind of receive that. Whereas uh, if you continue, that seed actually gets planted. You may leave them, they may not pray. Those words that you have spoken very heavy on their heart, and they don't forget them. They hold on to them. They walk with them. Somewhere down the line, you never know God can use you in the word. Yeah, you don't always, when the law is harvest, you don't normally reap in the same season you sow. There's a sowing and a reaping. And Connie got saved. I got worse. I got worse. As far as sin and sanity, Angel, violence. Uh, I got, I got worse. I mean, I just, I just went nuts. I was so bad. You know, you, you know, you need to be saved when sinner friends rejoice when you get saved. I had biker friends come out. We're glad you, you needed something. Uh, you know, that's <laughs> And so, anyway, uh, uh, anyone else? Anyone else? I'm witnessing. Anyone else? Uh, yes. Uh, that we witnessed the Shatavia when you... How long you been married, man? That's years. I've been with myself. When I moved out here to Chicago, I didn't really expect anything from out here. And I moved to our city. So I was going through a whole bunch of situations. I didn't decide to go drive. I don't know where I was going, but I ended up right across the street to Forty Park. And 
Sunday night. I didn't expect church people to be there, but I I put this out there, so I went and go play basketball. So I'm trying to and do all this stuff on the court and uh, pray, pray, uh, Aaron and Julia. They came like for saying, "Do you go to church?" I was like, "Well, I look like DVD, you know, I'm country." <laughs> and but they tricked me. So they like, just me and Clark and Steve, Monday morning, we're going to play basketball again. So I came over here, and uh, when they just had the trail room, and they tried to trail room, I'm hearing them playing, and I was like, oh, no. I don't know who these crazy people are. So I, I was sitting outside the door. And uh, so a uh, friend, he came by, and he's like, no, God, God's going to me. I was like, oh, okay, well, bye. Like, <laughs> but uh, that's why I'm First time I met you on the basketball team, and he's like, "You ready?" I'm like, "Ready for what?" <laughs> but for me, being in no man's land where I didn't know where I was going, or even ended up inside the church, it was it's crazy how God just brought me all the way to the edge of the world. I don't even know where I was at, and for people to just speak words to me, you want to go to church and. And Aaron and Craig they invited me to their home the next day to have dinner. And when I came back, it was already a speaker. And five years later, I'm, I'm still here. And it was, it was amazing how God could bring me 800 miles away to get away from my, my old self to bring a new man home. Praise God. Divine appointments. Let me read this verse again. When he comes in that day to be glorified in his saints, to be admired among all those who believe, and then Paul says, because our testimony among you was believed. Now, what's the difference between witnessing and a testimony? Anybody? Ready? Testimony is what God gives to you and a witness. What happens when we get old? Amen. Um, uh, what's the difference between a witness and your testimony? The Bible has both. A witness is when you portray to somebody what God has well that's a testimony. Um, a witness is what God can do for them. And your testimony is what God gives for you. Okay. So I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah. A testimony would be you telling someone what God can do for them. And a, no, a witness would be you telling someone what God can do for them. And a testimony would be the validity they can look at your lifestyle. And they can trust your words that you have a good testimony. Okay, go ahead. I just want to say something similar. The testimony for other people watch. They can sit from the outside and just watch your life different. And the witness is you telling other people what you used to be, you know, and what I am now, and what God has done in your life. If you being verbal about it, where the testimony is, you can tell other people now, your testimony gives weight to your witness. Your testimony gives validity to your witness. Your testimony is your life. 
That's your testimony. Uh, and we talked last week with several people here working the court system and stuff. And uh, sometimes they have a witness, maybe the prosecutor or the defense. But the witness's testimony is so bad, they don't want to put them on the stand. Because they put them on the stand, they're going to begin to bring up all their testimony. Oh, yeah, but they lied about this, and they lied about that, and they lied about this, and this, and this. And, and they discredit them to where their witness carries no weight. And so your testimony, Paul says, that you believe because of my testimony. You saw me. You saw that. This is why. And in the spirit arena of life, in the spiritual realm of life, uh, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, spiritual hopes and wickedness and height. In that arena, your testimony gives you incredible dominion and authority because you've lived it. Give weight to what you're speaking about Jesus and about the Bible and the gospel and what God can do. And you've lived it. And that's why I encourage you, keep your testimony. Keep your testimony. This is probably one of the most valuable things uh, you'll have in all of life is the life you live at your funeral one day. And we're praying for the rapture, but at your funeral one day, this is what's going to carry the weight is the testimony, the life you've lived for God. Everything else is gone. I mean, we've been to the ruins in Greece and Rome and Turkey and Israel. Here are these empires, huge empires, and you don't even remember who they were. They were mayors. They were no doubt uh, uh, Hollywood people in those days. Actors. Uh, uh, there was all athletes. Nobody even knows who they were. They have a clue who they were. But the Apostle Paul, he was there. We know who him. And and so uh, at the end of the day. Uh, you're going to, I don't care what you attain in this world, you're not going to, nothing, it's all going to go. This building will be, uh, if Jesus carries, one day they'll bulldoze it down and do something else with it. And, and that's these, here are these Colosseums. I mean, uh, some of them, I've been in places where it took four, in India, these temples, it took them four or five hundred years to build it. Generation after generation after generation. And you go there today, nobody's there. There's no one there. No one there. And it took them four or five hundred years uh, to carve and build this and, and some monastery somewhere. And so, in, anyway. Uh, but your testimony, so, so I, I talked about this last week. I'm kind of giving you a review. And so, what was the great example from the Bible of a man who witnessed but had no testimony? Anybody remember seven days? I wouldn't even use Eli, that's true. But, uh, Alex? Lot. Okay. So, uh, uh, he's going to be a lawyer. So, uh, got a good memory. So, it's only been, what, seven, eight days. Praise the Lord. <laughs> but anyway, so, so, so give a little capsule. Here, here's a lot. So, so, what happened? Give us a little Bible history. So, um, the angels come to Lot, and uh, many feel is the Lord, and um, and uh, they tell Lot they, they're going to destroy the place. Okay. Um, and uh, before that, the men of Sodom 
the banging on the door saying, hey, uh, bring the angels out so that we may get to know them in an intimate way. And Lot tells him, no, no, no. You don't Where do you get the word Sodomite? Sodomite comes from Sodomite. And so and, uh, Lot says, no, don't do that. Um, here, I have my virgin daughters. I'll bring them out there. You can do whatever you want to them. And they said, no, you know, we're going to hurt you more than we're going to hurt them. So start banging on the door. So the angels pull Lot in. They close the door. They shut them in with blindness. And um, the men are still trying to bang on the door. And they tell Lot, look, it's your family. To get out of here. God's going to destroy this place. And so, um, okay, now right here is where the testimony becomes critical. In the crisis of life, listen to me carefully. In the crisis tipping point places of life, where your daughter needs a word from you, your son needs a word from you. If this is his family, daughter and son-in-law. They need a word from you. So, go ahead. So the lot goes to his family, his, his daughters and his sons-in-laws, and says, look, we've got to go. The Lord is going to destroy this place. And they couldn't take him serious. Um, what does the Bible say? What's uh, the word he used? They thought he was joking. Or yeah, yeah you'd be, you're like one mocking. Go ahead. Well, and if you notice, the daughters were married. So he might have been like already a, a liar already because he lies from the Sodom. He didn't uh, have two virgin daughters from that. Well, he had other daughters, though. Oh, okay. yeah, I was thinking by that, yeah, he was a liar. But, um, and so, um, and so, they wouldn't believe him, and so finally, the angels grab Lot and, uh, and his wife and his two daughters, and say, look, get out of here, go. And so they end up running, and the sons-in-law end up chasing him. And so what, what happened, though? There's another little, little, little blip in there. And so as they're running from, from the angels got your hands, or the Lord's got your hands. There you go. You've got your wife's hands, your daughter's hands, these angels of God that uh, many scholars feel the Lord uh, predispensation because when he went to Abraham, uh, Abraham cooked for him, worshiped for him. You don't do that to angels. So here, the Lord said, I had to come down. The, 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 uh, the cry of Sodom has come up before me. I'm going to go down and I'm going to see if it's true. So he says, I, I cannot do this without telling my friend Abraham. But here he is. So, so, so here you've got your, they've got your family. So go ahead, Bruce. And so I do it. The angels are bringing Lot and his family out. They, they instruct everyone, don't look back. Okay, why did they say that? Why did they say, don't look back? It creates desire to look back there. It's like when you get saved, don't look back. Jesus said, Amen, put his hand in the crown, looking back, and I'll fit for the don't look back. Don't look back to the world. Don't look back to the past. Don't look back to the uh, Don't look back. And, 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 you know, it's a natural. I mean, she, her home was there. Listen to me, ladies. Her home was there. They're coming out. They, they ain't got a caravan bringing everything out. And, and her two daughters that were married are there. Maybe, maybe grandchildren. Okay, I don't want you looking back. So, so talk, talk about that a minute. Why, why is that so critical? Yes. Because, 
looking back out of affection for what was going on, and you could just say, I delivered you out of it, I want you to cut it clean and go forward. Yeah, yeah, it's all true. It's one of the one of the deceptions, one of the dangers of life is uh, is people and people don't follow you. People don't want to be with you. People uh, could be family, could be kids, could be a brother, could be a sister, uh, could be anybody, and uh, and uh, uh, could be people leaving the church. And you maintain this with them. It's like God judged Saul and Samuel's weeping. And God dealt with Samuel and says, I don't want you to weep over him. Because if you're not careful, because relationships, you'll always become like the people you listen to or the people you allow to influence you. You heard me say, if you want to see a photograph of your picture, just take a picture of your And so here, she's moving out. She's moving out. The grace of God, God's moving, God's going to, all of this. And she's, something caused her, and in my mind, it was uh, people dear to her caused her to look back, and, and it avoided something God wanted to do. If you're not careful, how many people we seen backslide out of this church because of that? Went away from God. I mean, the early days of my salvation. You heard me tell the story. My brother showed up. I'm both on for the alcohol. My older brother, son of 10 years, 19 years older than me, and was starting to come in my house. I said, Sonny, I love you. You come to see how I'm bringing that in. Oh, too good for your brother. Back here, back here, back Connie's brother one time showed up with his latest squeeze. Uh, both of them are deceased. They're both gone. Uh, uh, died. But uh, how, how many times have done Eight, we think. I mean, we think. Yeah. And, and he's going to, and, and we're pioneering over in Phoenix. We're living there on 32nd Street in Osborne. And, uh, Bill of the Free Apartments, I believe it was. And he showed up. And, with, and he's going to stay in that. Wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Now, bringing that message, same with religious people. Same with people carry a spirit. People always carry a human nature. You must exalt what you are, where you are. Can't escape. Can't escape. I mean, if you're a bull fan, you're a bull fan, and you get talking, talking, it's going to come out. It's not just sports, it's, it's spiritual. And you will always, and you, that, there's a condition. There's Paul talks a lot about the infection that can, it's contagious. And so here she is, and so she's coming out. And here's Lot, here's her two daughters. She's coming out, and they said, We don't want you looking back. Don't look back. So anyway, uh, we got maybe one or two, one or two minutes. Tony, it's also impossible to focus on stuff behind you and have a clear direction of what you're supposed to do. And that's no matter what you're doing, you're always got no clue what you're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying hate people. I'm not saying, but I'm I'm saying you cannot compromise where God is taking you and what you're doing. 
I refuse. It's what I believe. Uh, uh, we had a situation some time ago. I knew Jesus people weddings, and uh, the father of the bride wanted to face me off. And uh, I said, hey, uh, listen, uh, this is the way we do it. This is the way we're going to do it. And if your daughter don't like it, you don't like it, and then get married somewhere else. And, and of course, he, he was Baptist or something. He's yak yakking with me, and, and uh, he, uh, uh, he wanted to, you know, this and that, and that, and this and that, and that. And this. And, uh, but you have to. Conviction gives weight to your witness. People can tell when you really believe something. And that competes out in your relationships and decisions of life. And again, I'm not saying be rude and and malicious. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying is, you, if you compromise where God is taking you and what you believe about the Bible and the living God. I love speaking in tongues. Amen. I'm not ashamed. We're pretty, we speak in tongues. Amen. We're going to speak in tongues here in a little bit. I can't wait. Amen. And, and, uh, and, and there's something. I wouldn't be here today. That's one of the problems. Is the religious world, uh, they, they want, you know, uh, this and that. And anyway, I don't want to get all. God bless you. Praise the Lord. We'll pick it up next week.